This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. As we broadcast you out of Loveland, Colorado, our last show out here in Loveland, Colorado, so much fun we've had with Dan Anderson and KingdomWayMinistries.net. Before we get to Dan and his guest today, Martha, what do you have to say to our audience today? Well, you know, I just wanted to point our listeners to the sponsor page on our website, Jim. Okay. Um, so if they go to iworkforhim.com and go to, um, we have a pull down where they can see who our sponsors are, or scroll down on the front page and just see who it is that's helping make possible um, this show and all of the shows throughout um, every week that they hear. And um, if they're in an area where they could be serviced or um, support that business in some way, I encourage people to do that but more so than that just to realize that there are people that um, are living out their faith in their work and are wanting to help spread the conversation about I work for him and so those are our sponsors they can find them on our page iworkforhim.com iworkforhim.com that's iwork the number four him.com all right so we got the rocky mountains we got colorado fresh mountain area it's just it's amazing it's been an amazing time here the people here are amazing and what's going on here in the kingdom is amazing and so we're trying to find out the way things are going on in the kingdom. So we're talking to Dan Anderson from, from kingdomwayministries.net dan you've hosted us it's been amazing talk to us about you on in october you've got an event coming up on the 17th, Common Pursuit. Talk to us about this. Absolutely. It's, uh, we call it Common Pursuit based on the concept of, in Ephesians 4, you know, those who call upon the name of the Lord have one faith, one baptism, one Lord, everything in common. But uh, when I was a pastor for 20 years, and still I'm a pastor now, what I do is at least how I view it. Uh, but and you were a pastor in a four walls church <coughs> yep. for 20 years. Okay. Yep. Now I'm unleashed. I'm a pastor anywhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. uh, but anyways, uh, one of the things I began to realize as a pastor even was how, uh, little of things the church was doing to come alongside marketplace leaders to really help them to realize that they have a ministry just as important as a pastor, as a worship leader, as a missionary, right where God has placed them, where people spend 60% of their waking hours, have the most significant moral dilemmas and challenges in their life, and where they have the most connections with those who are far from God. And so this event really is to gather marketplace leaders from Northern Colorado to inspire, to motivate, to equip and hopefully to invest in their leadership as well to grow their character, their competence, their clarity, and their courage to be able to really live out the calling that God has for them in the marketplace. So, yeah, October 17th is the next one. We'd nice. love anyone from around the country to come, actually. You know, we've had people come from New Mexico, from Atlanta, and uh, corporate place chaplains from different states uh, just to come check out what we're doing. Right. So, and people could come and figure out how they can work with you to set up one in their own community. Absolutely. Yeah. Kingdomwayministries.net. Kingdomwayministries.net. Dan, why don't you introduce our guest for today? Because your story is a real big part of their story. Absolutely. Well, so honored and privileged to have some really close friends of mine uh, in the studio here today uh, to share their story with you. So, looking across the table with Pete Gasley, who's a, a president of a company called Total Facility Care. And also uh, to my right here, uh, Leland Kaler uh, is, I don't know your official title, man, but kind of COO of Total Facility Care. So one, one of the reasons why I wanted them to share with you is because uh, they really get it. And uh, they're doing some incredible things in their company. I know they want to do a lot more. 
but also they have a really interesting story that they'd like to share with you. You know, one of our, our uh, monthly peer mentoring advisory groups we call Business His Way, and thanks to you guys and kind of pointing me in that direction a few years ago. You had a huge influence in that. Uh, God's used that group to bring these two together in an interesting way. Hmm. Pete Gasly, Leland, Leland Keller. Kaler, wow, blew that one up. All right, sorry about that. Leland Kaler, Pete Gasly, welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks for having us. Thanks for And you do go by Leland. I got corrected by called Pete Peter, and he said, no, is it Leland or I is it Leland? Okay, very, all right, good. All right, fantastic. We really you can call him Jimmy. Yeah, you, no, I'm, I'm sure he loves that. Whatever you, you, know, whatever you want to call him after that one, I, get, I deserve it, whatever. Okay, let's just talk about what the Lord's doing in your life. Pete, what's your story? How did you become a Jesus follower? Uh, for me, I, you know, I grew up in a Christian family. We went to a Presbyterian church and, um, and I went to, um, a Christian school most of my elementary and high school years. And, uh, when I was a junior in high school, um, between my girlfriend and a teacher and, uh, obviously God, um, I turned my life over to, to Jesus one day after school in the basement of the school. Um, with a couple of friends and the teacher there. and Did you grow up in, in this area? Yeah, I grew up in Greeley, which is about uh, 30 miles to the east. So at what point in time then did you take that faith step and connect it to your work where you realized, hey, I could do anything and my work matters to God? Um, you know, I think for me it started a long time ago, probably with the Promise Keepers movement uh, that you know started here in Colorado back in the 90s, and that kind of started that work thing. Um, and then more recently, um, we just felt, uh, called to do this business. Um, a couple of years ago, God really just affirmed that, you know, it wasn't just a job, that it was a calling. We're supposed to impact people. And so Linda, my wife and I, we, um, just kind of, um, refocused on what we were supposed to be doing. And we'll hear more about the business in a minute, but I love that idea because you really do have a huge business tree here in this area. So Leland, how about for you? Um, just let our listeners know how you became a follower of Jesus. Well, I grew up in the Midwest in southwest Nebraska and have, um, grew up in a Catholic household. So I, my Jesus story is kind of boring. I didn't, I can't say that I've ever had necessarily <laughs> an awakening period of time. I've always um, had a love for Christ and I've always been, a, I don't recall not being a Christ follower, even as um, I was in Throughout high school and even out as I entered the workforce, I'd be just wondered go to to mass um, on my own, and um, so it's just always been a part of what uh, is what our lives have been all um, all about. So mm -hmm. very Excellent. cool. What about that connection to your work? When did you realize that your faith was supposed to be intricately connected with your work? You worked in the grocery world for a lot of years. Did you see that as a ministry? Um, I have always seen it as a, as a ministry, and I guess the practical application of that of that piece is where I would had wrestled um, just a bit, you know. So um, we were actively out searching over the last couple of years about ways that we could be able to apply that in a little bit better um, and a more open um, method. Um, just I wasn't the a decision maker, uh, particularly in the retail stores that I'd worked at. So we, we certainly try to act and behave in such a manner that we would honor Christ and what we would do in, in all of our business dealings, moral, legal, ethical, and how we would develop people. Um, throughout my, my tenure as being a manager person, we've always tried to instill Beatitudes in it. So um, spending some time with Dan at um, Kingdom Way has helped us to be able to be significantly more open in that to where... Um, I kind of teased Dan a little bit because he'd asked me about why I wanted to be involved in Kingdom Way. And I, I told him, I said, I just want to turn that Sunday inspiration into Monday's perspiration. That the things that we had 
had been a part of on Sunday mornings that we really wanted to put that into practical applications throughout the week. Mm. I love that. Connecting what we hear on Sunday with what we do on our 9 to 5. I mean, just that, making that connection and hearing that sermon. Imagine if we heard that sermon on a weekly basis. Hey, here's how what we're talking about today matters to you tomorrow morning when you get in your car and you, you make your commute. We're going to turn that around. We're, one day this country, those sermons will be there. So, Pete, start with the story of total facility care. Where, where did this idea come from? Um, well, doesn't everybody want to grow up to be a janitor? I mean, that's, <laughs> you know. People that hate dirt? Yes, I believe they do. <laughs> there you go. I know a lot of people wanted that big ring of keys, right? Uh, like exactly. That <laughs> There's a lot of perks with this job, for sure. Um, you know, for me, um, I, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, and so um, that was in me. And, um, and I had kind of realized that dream. I had a speaking uh, business doing leadership and management training. Um, and I was, um, traveling all the time. And so it was time to get off the road. I was having a ball, but my wife and kids weren't. <laughs> they wanted <laughs> to know who were, right. who were you when you came home? Exactly. So my timing was perfect. I did it right, uh, in 2000 when the dot-com bubble burst. Nice. Great time to find a job. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't, um, but I, I ran into this company, um, that, uh, was in this, bu- uh, space doing building services for fortune 500 companies. And uh, they needed adult supervision, they said, um, for their 20-something-year-olds running these uh, corporate 500 campuses. So they hired me to help with leadership and management, and I started learning the business. And over the next nine years, it grew um, from about $50 million to... um, uh, 240 million and we had 6,000 employees. Holy smokes. And I was back traveling again all the time. Mm. Dan Anderson with KingawayMinistries.net. You have monthly groups called Business His Way Groups. Talk about those because that's how these guys met. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we meet once a month with uh, a couple groups and then we have one in Denver south of us about an hour as well. Uh, And really they're, they're targeting a business owner or Someone like Leland, uh, someone who's part of an executive team to shape the culture in a company to just get together. The first part is we we just dive into some great books, some of those you've recommended that really focus a person on what does it mean to be a follower of Christ in the marketplace? You know, how to use your spiritual gifts in the marketplace and just to grow as followers. I like one of the terms I like to use is that for leaders, they're lead followers. You know, and uh, we, we never stop being a follower of Jesus. So b- really beefing up that spiritual and personal life, but also the professional life as uh, these groups characterize typically has been uh, mostly solo entrepreneurs to mid-sized companies. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Pete has around 100, give or take, uh, employees. Um, so most of those organizations don't have any kind of formal boards or a place that they can just uh, share the struggles going on in their business to get godly counsel and feedback and just to know they're not alone Mm -hmm. uh, trying to live out what God is calling them to do in the marketplace. It's just a powerful uh, atmosphere to really be encouraged, challenged to grow their leadership. That's awesome. So people can find out more about those and the other things that you do at kingdomwayministries.net. So, Pete, I want to get back to your story because you said, you know, you um, felt like you needed to get off of the road from this job you were doing. And then eventually it got you busy and back on the road again. So where did that (laughs) lead to today? It did. So it was a it was time to transition again. And um, so I I left that um, that company. It was, um, you know, it was a high pressure kind of corporate job and I was traveling a lot. 
and uh, we took a little bit of time off and um, I did the normal. I put out some resumes and uh, we had offers and they were uh, to move to other places in the company or in the country mm -hmm. or to travel a lot and neither of which we wanted to do. We have grandchildren. So um, my wife wasn't leaving um, and I like her. She likes me. So <laughs> we wanted to stay around. Stick around. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, so it's like, you know what? I, I like this industry. I like serving people and there's nobody doing it this way. Um, the way that we serve that fortune 500. And so we started this, um, in the middle of the recession in 2010, no customers, no employees, just an idea, um, you know, out of, uh, a spare room in our house. What was the idea? The idea was that we were going to, um, be total facility care, which is commercial cleaning and building maintenance and, um, just take care of everything in a person's building for them. Um, one stop type of a deal. So how did Kingdom Way Ministries intersect with Total Facility Care? So about, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago now, um, at church there was this thing, uh, Workplace Connect, and uh, I had ignored it for a year. And, um, and so um, when God kind of reaffirmed our calling in the business, it's like, you know what, I need to go check that out. And so um, it was in, I think it was in January, and... Uh, went there and there was other like-minded business people there. And, um, I don't remember what the message was that day, but Dan and I connected and it was like, this is exactly, um, the place I need to be right now and the connection. And, um, it was just, it was great to know that there was other business people out there that were like-minded and, you know, struggling to advance the kingdom in, in the workplace. So we have listeners all over the place listening to this show, either on the radio or podcast. So, and they might be feeling like you were feeling, you know, that there's, there's something maybe that you're supposed to be doing, but you're not, you're ignoring, you know, maybe mm -hmm. something that is in their community or that's offered through um, other organizations. Speak to them for just a minute in taking that step and just saying, you know what, pursue um, finding other like-minded um, people in the workforce. Yeah, you know, I think as a as a business owner, there's always more to do than there is day to get it done. <laughs> you know, Amen usually. To that. So um, it's it's focusing on what really is important, and um, you know, I think getting centered around God, and so that connection and that encouragement of other believers was critical. So you know, there's there's groups everywhere. You know, whether it's an FCCI group or um, whatever it is in your local area, there's lots of other ministries that are. Um, you know, similar to Dan's, um, mm -hmm. all around the country, mm -hmm. get plugged in, you know, you're going to be encouraged by other business leaders and you're going to find the struggles you have are not yours alone. That <laughs> everyone faces them. And if you're in a city and you don't know who those people would be that are leading those ministries, all you got to do is contact us at iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com, and we will connect you with somebody in your city that is doing something because mm -hmm. we pretty much know across the country what's going on. And if we don't, we'll find out. That's we right. want to be some of the, that help to connect the kingdom. So. That's right. That's iworkforhim.com, iwork4him.com. Leland Kaler, so how did you end up in a business his way group? How did, I mean, you, you were in... You were in the grocery world for almost 40 years, you said. Just like Moses, man. <laughs> Went through the desert for a long time. Wandering the desert. Yeah, but wait a minute, but your desert but was full of food. food. <laughs> yeah, it, was full, it was full of food. <laughs> well, and you know, when I look at the, the life of a grocer, what I've understood is that you get to see the same people over and over again. Sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. Um, but you get to touch the lives of a lot of people. But after a while, obviously that, that uh, wore out for you. What moved you to go to business his way? I mean, you were you were 
retiring, quote unquote, after 40 years in the grocery world? Uh, we were getting closer to where we could certainly see that retirement uh, rainbow, and we'd, we'd give some consideration. <laughs> the retirement to that. rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> we we were we were certainly moving towards that, and um, and and frankly, it just I was looking for opportunities for us to be able to be a, a bit more um, impactful. I knew that I ne- I wanted to do something else because I um, spent an awful lot of time working, worked a lot of weekends, worked lots of holidays. I'm very thankful for the opportunities that it that it gave us. It provided for our families very well. Able to put our kids through college, we were able to. It, it provided for us very, very well. But I just wanted to have additional, and there, were, there had to be more out there and more to do. Um, much like Pete, uh, we had seen an event that was uh, Work Life Connect, where it was just putting essentially business leaders together with like-minded folks. Um, throughout and from that grew uh, a group that Dan had put together for business his way. Um, frankly, and I wanted to be around other like-minded leaders. I w- was involved in grocery retailing as in a secular world. Um, we would talk about the Beatitudes and the principles, but putting them into practical applications, quite frankly, we struggled a bit in that corporate world. So I was real interested in learning about how I could be able to do that on a daily basis. Um, I thought, what better way to be able to do that than associating with like-minded folks? And um, Dan had started a Business His Way group, and I just became a part of that. So tell us the rest of the story. I mean, you guys are sitting here together as a team for Total Facility Care. How did the Lord, you decide to go to Business His Way, to, to surround yourself with other like-minded people, but today you're working for Total Facility Care. What what happened? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure how long business his way was going along, and this uh, this guy P. Gasly shows up, and he, um, you know, comes in. Don't it, let it, anybody it, in, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he comes in and be a part of the group, and it had kind of talked about his story a little bit, and um, certainly hadn't made uh, trying to make some connections within that. Um, throughout, not just in business his way, but throughout others that I, well, I was really entertaining and doing some um, some other things. And um, then through a mutual friend, Kevin Lamaster said, um, Pete and Kevin had had some conversations around how Pete was doing in his business, what he was doing for development. He kind of felt that, you know, he, he was a, the business was large enough that he felt he needed to have some help to be able to um, to get through a couple of plateaus. So um, Kevin is suggesting, hey, why don't you reach out to Leland? Pete says, you know, that's that'd be fine, but he's already working. Why would I? Why would I do something like that? And so then, just kind of out of the blue, I get the, the email from from Pete and says, hey, why don't we sit down and, and have a cup of coffee? And so Pete and I met a couple of times, um, trying to, frankly, just trying to learn about what each other would do. Pete um, was very intentional and very methodical in his approach. I remember very early in, in a couple of our meetings that he had talked about, I asked him, I said, well, wh- why are you doing what you do? I mean, why, why do you need me? What, what, why are you interested? And, you know, he had talked about, he says, we just want our business to be our ministry. He says, so um, I, it just has got to be our ministry. We had toyed and kicked the idea around about doing something different with our business, but we really felt that we were called, that God told us that we need to stay right where we were at and that we had opportunities to be able to be impactful in our, in our community and we just wanted to be a part of our ministry. And throughout another couple of conversations, and um, we decided that it was you were a, good idea, a good idea for us to be able to work together. He used the words that touched your heart. I mean, the, the, that's what you were looking for. Well, we certainly were looking for a place. I'd, I've been a part of a couple of um, uh, Fortune 50 companies to where we would have the slogans on the wall. We would have the things out there. So we, you know, we had the, the mottos and the business plans and all those things, but we just weren't living it. So... Right. Um, I really wanted to be a part of something to where the culture and the activity matched what we were doing. So it's one thing to have the slogans on a wall; it's another thing to actually have 
the culture reflect the slogans on the wall. You're listening to I Work For Him as we're really hearing the story today of how total facility care took itself to the next level. God got involved, connected a couple of guys at a business his way group, courtesy of KingdomWayMinistries.net. I'm trying to give you all these great plugs, Dan, but sometimes my lips just get in the way of actually talking that stuff through. I mean, how fun is it for you to know that business his way facilitated now 100 employees at total facility care Getting to work in a culture of intentionality where people are trying to live out their faith in their work. It means the world to me. And a matter of fact, i got to say this about Leland because he keeps reminding me of that. Because even though as a pastor, even though I still see myself as a pastor now, I I honestly do struggle with that sometimes. Because, you know, I was a pastor in the official sense as a vacation for 20 years. You were a pastor in a four-walls church. That's no more official than a pastor pastor. in the total facility care. Yeah, exactly. But Leland keeps reminding me, he's a great encourager. And uh, Mm -hmm. he said, this is your congregation. Yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, a hundred people. I might not be impacting directly, but at least in some form, through uh, these guys. So that's just really, really encouraging yes. and for me to me. Yeah, mm, very cool. So Pete, you meet Leland. You have this conversation. What was it that you really wanted to accomplish for Total Facility Care? I, I mean, you you knew that you couldn't keep doing it on your own, and I'm sure Linda was going, uh, Pete, you can't keep doing it on your own. You need a little help. <laughs> I mean, wh- what was it you wanted to accomplish, and have you accomplished it now? Well, I think, um, you know, we had some bigger dreams than where we were at, and uh, really, and this was, it started about a year ago. We um, we knew we were a bit plateaued, and I knew I needed different people around me to help me get it. And I wanted somebody that... Uh, you know, was in alignment with me, values and faith-wise, and somebody that could go shoulder to shoulder with me and uh, help carry the load. And um, Does he and go shoulder to, sho- shoulder to shoulder and toe to toe? Like if he sees you <laughs> going sideways, does he have permission to smack you upside the head too? Or Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we have very um, direct conversations. Um, Pete uses other. the reference of no light between us. Mm, yeah. That, that's really good. Yeah, so we have a same page meeting every week, and just it's just me and Leland to talk about and make sure we're on the same page, hmm. and so that for our team there's no light in between us. You know that we're giving the the same message and all of those things, and so um, and it's just um, it's funny because I was um, I knew I needed somebody, and I was I was praying, and I talked about it at business his way, and then um, I had I don't know it was coffee or. Um, lunch with Kevin and he's like like Leland said well what about Leland I'm like yeah what about him I mean he's working right he's got <laughs> he's like no <laughs> he's, he's got for something. I'm like you're kidding me <laughs> so it was just it was a real cool God moment <laughs> that um, had been getting set up by God when you think about it for several years beforehand mm. and you said that's been about a year now Leland that you've been it's been about a year team? since we started talking. Okay. And as Leland said, we had about 53 meetings before I actually hired him. So <laughs> you've been there a week. The vetting process was extensive. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so you got a huge signing bonus. <laughs> All the work he wants. That's right. So. All the work he wants. Wow, this is a tough crowd. It is a tough crowd. So what kinds of things have you been able to um, implement or, or <clears throat> you know, start to dream about? What are you hoping that God will do next? Well, we had put our, our growth plans completely on hold, and and I am not a believer in a business staying pat. If you're not growing, I don't think you're thriving. You if know, you're not growing, you're shrinking. You are. You're typically going backwards. And so we'd put them on hold just because, you know, capacity and plateaued. And so 
um, we've revived those and um, we got really um, I don't know it took us four or five months right but we got really clear on our values um, from the beginning you know we said that we wanted to be good stewards of the business and honor God but we got really clear on them publicly and then and who we were um, and so reintroduced those to our team that was in January, January, I think, right? January, February. And um, and we talk about them all the time. Um, we just had a company meeting with our leaders on Monday, and we highlighted one of our values, and we talk about that. And um, and what Leland and I told the team when we, when we rolled them out and we involved them is um, these are not worth the paper they're written on because they're not. It's what you do. Right. It's whether you live them or not. And so... Um, so they're real, our values are not paper. They're, they're who we are. It's the reality of how we operate and we live them out every day. So what kind of change you seeing? I mean, it's been five months or it's been even longer than that. You said January, so it's almost eight months. What has been, what's been the impact? Well, I'll let, I'll let Leland, Leland what's been the impact? I think he's, you he's came got in a from good the take outside. on the, on the values and how we use them all the time. Yeah. And from the moment it, uh, a potential team member would approach us. We're unapologetic about that. We aspire to uh, manage and run this business on the principles, on Christian principles that we've we've got listed on our on our values. And frankly, we interview, we hire, we promote, um, we discipline, we build the business all within the decision making of those um, values. We've rewritten our our uh, essential job functions. Um, our compensation piece, any of the pieces that we do are tied back to one of those mission and values about what we're all about um, and how we build the business. And, um, and, they're, and they're real. You know, when we take a look at some of the things, one of them is that we, we treat each other as family. And family sometimes can be a bit messy. So <laughs> it, it isn't implying, I've got hey, siblings. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> you know, so there, there's pieces that, that, that go along with that. that um, and we genuinely make the decisions on promoting retention, um, who we have on the team, and we, we talk about it all the time. And the thing that I really appreciate about what we did as Total Facility Care is I'd worked for a Fortune 50 company to where we had a, a new cult mission statement, cultural thing, whatever you'd want to call it. Mm -hmm. So we, we put it on the vehicles, they put it on the walls, they'd done all this, but there wasn't anything. Well, we haven't made a big splash out of it at Total Facility because what we want to do is it's the leadership team needs to see us demonstrating that first and then it just becomes part of your DNA and part of who you are and what you do. So it isn't a slogan. It's not anything other to gain anything other than um, it's an accountability piece for both Pete and I for each other. That and for frankly for our organization within the leadership team because um, the team members will offer some suggestions or ideas on it. Was like, okay, how's that tied to the core? Mm. And we're unapologetic about that about where we do what we do and how we do it. Um, we we certainly have it posted on our uh, have it on my desk, but it isn't like that we're putting it out for the public. You know that's such a great point because so many I think a lot of our listeners are probably have worked for companies who have rolled something out and they've and then as an employee going really that's what we stand for because it's like almost like it's a surprise to them that that doesn't and it doesn't match up and I love this idea of you know, letting the leadership model it. And then of course, that's what the core values are. So um, I just, I want to encourage our listeners with that, because I think that's a, a really great leadership concept is, you know, model them. And then when they're told what those actual core values are, it, it will make sense and it'll stick a lot more. So you said that as you're meeting with your employees and stuff, you're kind of um, 
talking about these different uh, things that you guys have set up as your core values. Is that correct? It is. And we're intentional about when we um, see something happening, we call that out and how it represents one of our values. Okay. And we do that in our meetings constantly to remind them and make it real. Okay. So you got a hundred employees, you said, or about, well, that's what Dan said. How many do you really have? <laughs> about a hundred. Okay. How many, <laughs> you didn't ask how many we'd like to have. That's the how real How many question. would you like to have? So about 20 more. So. Okay. All right. So you're hiring. So if you're, if I'm here, we are. We are. Are you available? <laughs> <laughs> how long are you going to be in Colorado? <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one right alone. <laughs> when you, okay, so you need 20 people. So if there's somebody listening to the show that's got the friends in northern Colorado. Uh, as or Dan, a desire to be here. Or a desire to be here. It is beautiful. It is absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous. Although the pollen count, they said, was extremely high. I noticed that. It smelled sweet outside. Uh, so if, call, go ahead and online. Could they find out about the jobs online? Totalfacilitycare.com? Yes. Okay. How, how many customers you guys have? Uh, we probably have a uh, 150, 160 customers all throughout Northern Colorado. So they're not all, are they all total maintenance, total facility care clients? I mean, you're doing the cleaning and the maintenance. Typically we go in with the commercial cleaning and then we'll add on the, uh, the maintenance work and carpet and floor work and windows and all those kind of extra things. We do have some clients, um, in the last year that we've picked up leading with the maintenance work. Um, what does so that mean? Mixes. Maintenance work. I mean, you're talking like you're. What does it mean? I mean, in it's a typical, uh, are you talking a manufacturing environment, a warehouse broken environment? Broken doors. Or are you talking an office environment? What are you talking about? Yes. Are you doing maintenance? Yes. All of them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we like to do the more complex stuff. Um, so we do medical facilities and uh, complex manufacturing. Um, we do a lot of office work. Um, and our maintenance techs um, are kind of light maintenance, uh, handyman type of stuff. So it might be painting and patching a wall. It might be uh, fixing a door closure it might be putting locks into a desk um repairing um a carpet tile or a floor tile um a toilet that's not flushing right it's all those little things in a commercial building that uh you know usually the office manager gets stuck trying to figure out how to do it because they don't have a facility person right and so now they just call us and if it's something that needs a tradesperson, you know a plumber an electrician we'll troubleshoot it right up to that point and then we can show the expensive person where to start that's excellent. What a great idea because in in all reality the person who's cleaning should notice those things. Right. You know, much like landscapers in Florida, Jim, we've talked about this a lot. You know, if they're mowing their lawn, you should notice when the sprinkler quit working in a section, you know, because <laughs> it doesn't you need would. to be mowed right One there. Would think One you would, would notice think that. But I love that idea because they're the ones kind of touching everything and then they can make sure that it's getting taken care of so um that i i just i just wanted to celebrate that because i think that you've got a, a great concept and um, i'm sure that resonates with people once they hear about it leland you're new with the mm -hmm. company it, it's been just this year that you've been with the company and you're interacting with the customers customers that maybe they've had for many many years since maybe even since the beginning 2010 what are you hearing from the customers? Because customers are the toughest to impress. When they've seen one culture, now they've seen, the, I mean, you're saying, hey, our culture is changing. What are you hearing from customers about what you guys are doing? Well, the thing we hear from our customers is they, they just, our objective is to be invisible, quite frankly. So mm. um, we're just, you, know, you kind of leave a mess and you leave something broken, you come in, we're just mystical. And we've got a couple of team members that are that way that I just tell them that they're mystical. I can... I, I go into a building to try to have interactions with them, and they just have stuff done. It's amazing to me on on the on the follow through for some of our team members. 
So I don't know that from a from a culture and development perspective that the impact that we have for our vision and mission and values and culture has much to do with our clients outside of the t- our team members are performing at higher levels. Um, you know, as we, as Pete and I had kind of talked about preparing for, for this discussion, we wondered about um, the impact that we were having and where it was going to be at. So um, some of it we have found to be a difficult to quantify and measure, but we're thinking we figured a way to do that. We're talking today with Pete Gasley and Leland Kaler about total facility care right here in northern Colorado. These guys do office cleaning Facility cleaning, How about not just total office. facility but, care, but also like it's called. <laughs> maintenance. Total facility care. They'll wash your windows if that's what you want them to do, right? You will wash windows. We will. We okay, do. good. And do. There's so many things we want to catch about their story, but Dan, they talked about how they really under- started to understand about this because they, well, Martha, what were you going to ask? Well, wait, first a second. Well, they wait. were just going to talk about how they were doing to try to figure out how oh. to measure the impact that you. Oh, guys that's right. Leland was talking about having. that. So Did we want to hear. To measure it? What you've come up with. Yeah, well, um, we're in its infancy. Uh, yes. But um, as Pete and I had talked about it, the results of faith, right? Actions that uh, results not yet seen. But we think we're going to see a significant reduction in our team member turnover. Um, it's going to be quantifiable and measurable. It, it is going to have an impact on what we do for the success of our building, both top and bottom line. So for, for a number of concerns from our clients dropping to the performance of our team members improving um, to the retention of our team, we're, mm-hmm. we're in, it's in its infancy, but we feel strongly that we're going to see those results. So what are you really about? You're just, you've talked about this before. You're not just about serving. You were talking about de- But you're not just people. cleaning buildings. Well, yeah. our, our objective is that we... We hope to be able to leave folks just a little bit better when they leave us. We, we, reality is we live in, we work in an environment where there's a, a bit of turnover, and we recognize that sometimes sometimes it's just a stopping point for folks. Uh, but our objective is to leave folks just a little bit better um, when they leave us and when we got there. Our, our dream is that we could become, and we are becoming, a, mi- a management development company that just happens to clean buildings. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Well, and because you work nights and you work hours when people aren't in those buildings, and, and sometimes you work in there when they're in their buildings, but you, those are tough hours for some people. I mean, do you, are your people often working for you as second jobs or is it like their primary job? Yeah, we've got everything. So we've got people that uh, have made this their career. And by the way, it can be a great career, very mm-hmm. well paying. Um, and we've got folks that it's a second job. And, um, you know, we've got the stay at home mom that needs some me time. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, I can put my earbuds in and not have to listen to kids for a couple hours and go take care of a building. <laughs> um, or that dad. That never that, happens. Yeah, that dad that's working that wants to keep um, his wife at home with the kids. And so right. he's picking up a little bit of extra work. Um, and folks that just need extra money, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a university here and a couple of the communities we serve. And so, um, we've got college students and, um, just, you know, we've got every walk of life that kind of comes through our door and is on our team. Sure. Awesome. So one of the things you said earlier in the show, you mentioned Work-Life Connect, which um, my understanding is, is that something that was actually put together by it, by your church. Is that correct? So let's let's speak to that a little bit and what role a church can play. Yeah, about two, two and a half years ago, uh, you know, I started attending the Foundations Church here in Loveland, and I was looking for an opportunity to just use my gifts and passions for ministry. And 
Um, you know, the church really didn't have anything going in this area of just discipling and investing in marketplace leaders. And so the church was very supportive. We started this uh, monthly breakfast called Work Life Connect. And just highlighted, you know, some of the concepts we've been talking about. What does it mean to be a follower of Christ in the marketplace? And this is just for anybody that's a business owner or just a believer trying to find greater meaning and sense of mission in their work and a networking opportunity, you know, where they can meet some other people in the community and so on. And um, and, and so what I want to share with that is that, is, you know, having been a pastor for 20 years. A I, pastor I just, in a four walls church. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Jim keeps clarifying. <clears throat> yeah. But. But I, I just want to speak to, for a moment, uh, pastors that might be listening. And this is, you have to do something to empower these people that, that are, have incredible capacity and connections with those who are, are, are outside and far from God. And I really believe it's a, pa- a matter of pastoral faithfulness. And I was just reading my daughter last night in the passage where Jesus is getting baptized and God said, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. That was spoken of Jesus, the son of God, before he entered in quote unquote full-time ministry. Mm. Yeah. He'd and, been 30 years an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And, and in addition to that, you know, the 12 disciples he chose to change the world that we benefit from 2000 years later, were all marketplace political leaders, that, not their religious leaders. Uh, in addition, you know, the miracles and uh, the vast majority of the parables he talked about all had a marketplace concept. And so this is one of the things I discovered as a pastor is like, wow, I'm really missing the boat and I need to do something here. And, and so I just want to, you know, I know what it's like to be a pastor. You got Sunday that's coming, you know, and uh, there's so <laughs> many things going on. And yet maybe you can pray about and find some people to come alongside you to develop this area. We have tools and resources. We would love to come alongside and help them start something like this as just to empower them. And then I also want to speak to business leaders because sometimes it takes a business leader who might have the confidence or ear of the pastor or uh, some uh, leader team, leadership team in the church and to say, hey, uh, these are some things I really would love to see the church meet, and what can I do to come alongside you to help get something like this going? Because I, I really believe that the church uh, is losing its influence in a lot of ways, and that if it's going to keep it, it's going to have to focus on this area in some capacity to thrive. So I know one of the things that we have been told for years is to be careful not to go to your pastor with ideas unless you're willing to Great point. walk <laughs> those ideas out. And so you have some tools and some things that you can help people with to help them to, um, to, to implement this. And so I want our people, listeners to hear that because this is not, this is not a project for the pastor, but the, the church needs to be on board with it and understanding that the majority of the people sitting in the pews go to work. Whether it's Monday morning or Friday night, they're going to work. They are earning a living. And even if they're not, if they're in retirement, they've been, they've been earning an income. So um, just keep that in mind and look at the opportunity within your own church and And, get your pastor on board. And KingdomWayMinistries.net can help you approach your pastor. You've got ideas. And it's it's not. So I want to say one more thing about this and let you go on, but uh, you're going to let me. I'm, go gonna, back I'm, on I'm hijacking That's your so program, nice. man. <laughs> no, but I uh, 
I, I just want to say that it, the church doesn't have to add new things. Right. The tools and resources we have, you know, you can plug into a small group system. You can plug this into isn't a, a program. A, a, yeah, it's a this class system. or an, And we've developed 30 modules of material that's very biblically driven uh, about, you know, getting people in the Word, but also developing their leadership that, uh, you know, it could be used to, to invest in business leaders in a church even. Back to Pete Gasly and Leland Kaler. You guys are investing in people each and every day. You said you have 100 people. You need another 20 more, so you can have 120. You've got 150 and 180 customers. You're touching people all day long, touching people, people, people. We are. We're in the people business. You are. So how is that a mission field? We're in the people business. <laughs> <laughs> so, End um, the show. That was good. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> um, I mean, the reality is that uh, I, I think one of the things that happened to me a couple of years ago uh, when I really felt that God affirmed what we were supposed to be doing, um, I heard uh, the local FCA leader talking, and uh, he was talking about being a pastor and realizing that um, 80% of the community wasn't ever going to walk into the door of his church. And so th that in part spurred him to get involved with FCA and, and it resonated with me because it's like, yeah, those people work in my business. Mm -hmm. They're not going to get to church, but they're going to they're going to see Christ through what we do. If they want to eat, they have to come to your workplace on Monday, right? <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, Got to pay their bills. And it's important that everybody realizes that no matter what their work is, that their work matters to God, and that work is a mission field. That workplace is a mission field. And then in that mission field, they may be the only Jesus or coworkers and employees may ever meet. I mean, that God's got us there on purpose. Leland, you spent forty years with groceries and people in groceries and and you had a lot of turnover in grocery people i'm sure too how do you how is your how has your mission field been refined at, with your move to total facility care well total facility care the thing it, it it's just it's living our mission and values that we've clearly defined it um and frankly with it we we just stand by it that every decision's made that way so it makes it really easy to go to work it, it really makes it easy. So you're not going to have to wonder about what decisions we're going to make that um, we just stand firm. Um, we've, um, the evil one tries to knock Pete and I off of center. We see it, and uh, uh, Pete may not agree with me, but whenever we see one of those big obstacles or big storms, I just get all fired up because we're doing something that he doesn't like, and um, it just makes it a little bit tougher, and um, I'm pretty excited about that. So we get to have an impact on people. We get to have an impact. Pete mentioned that we do you know, some of the complicated stuff with medical buildings. So we're in helping people that are in those service fields, helping folks that are in counseling. If we can just get people started off in a better spot, and our teams know that, and what better way to serve is one of our core, to serve. How do we serve others, and how do we help? I love it. Pete Gasley, Leland Kaler, thank you guys for being on I Work For Him today, sharing a little bit of your story. I know we just got a little bit, but thank you guys for sharing your story of office, total office, total facility care, totalfacilitycare.com. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Dan Anderson, again, out of the park, the guests that you've brought to I Work For Him have been so much fun to work alongside you and KingdomWayMinistries.net. We're really excited about it. Hopefully we get to do this across the nation one day. That'd be awesome, man. And we're so grateful you guys made the time and sacrifice to drive all this way to spend uh, several days with us here. And, and Bill, having the mountains in the background with the snow on top, that's pretty cool. We, we <laughs> that's did, we a did bonus. It. Yeah. it is a bonus. I'm, so I'm hoping you come back because of that. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.